Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all having a good day out there. Today, Muscle Monday, we're talking about comparing and contrasting the difference the way they influence they influence each other tonic and phasic muscles now phasic in this situation doesn't necessarily mean on and off and tonic doesn't inherently mean tight although it is a predisposition so what we mean by these muscle groups right these were uh, theories put out by Vladimir Yanda and carried on by many others after him as well for some of his teaching but these are muscles that are tied to neurological patterns in the body, um, tied to ways of development. And our tonic muscles are the muscles that we kind of start in early development, right? They're the ones that we kind of get a lot of our initial power from, a lot of our initial movement from, but and later in life they continue to have the strength. But they're the ones who are predisposed to have a lot of tightness. Right? So these are muscles that you typically think, hey, we want to stretch, we want to move a little bit better. Um, potentially increase a little bit of load capacity within as well. These are things like the upper trap, levator scap, um, piriformis, the psoas, the rectus femoris, right? All these muscles that are um, prone to have a little bit more tightness involved, gastrox. But then our phasic muscles, right, are a little bit more of our are kind of open position muscles, those ones that counter that can counterbalance it uh, to no longer make the tonic muscles quite as dominant. These are things for our shoulders, like our external rotators, right? Part of that rotator cuff stabilization muscle group. We have the deeper ones. There are quad muscles, right, that kind of balance out the hip flexor action. Um, and these are a lot of our smaller kind of proprioceptive muscles. These are different components of our core muscle strength, right? So as we get these stabilized, these are muscles again like the serratus anterior. As we get these, right, it's just important that as we age, as we move throughout life, that our movement patterns do not neglect these, right? If you were to continue to do kind of basic movements throughout life, you would either have a dominance of these tonic muscles, or if you can have more intention integrated them, these phasic muscles into those motions, right? You'd be fine without them. And so it's not a one or the other necessarily, but it's this dynamic balance, this yin and yang that continue to alter back and forth. So be a little bit more aware of those stabilizers those muscles that bring you into those open positions, the rotator cuff, the serratus, the glutes, right? Things that you kind of do anyway where you're like, hey, these need to get stronger, right? They might take more intention to maintain the strength that they have and the strength that they need. Cool. You're going to kind of treat those how you would anyway. The muscles that are predisposed to some tightness, to potentially over-dominance, right? It's not necessarily that they're bad, right? It's just that you don't have enough of this phasic muscle activation. For example, in the rotator cuff or serratus. So our tonic muscles say, hey, I still gotta move, right? Let me move. And so those are like your upper trap, right? 
and if you can't move through the range, well, then you're in big trouble. And that's kind of why we got to balance these out. So for many of us, right, this might not necessarily change the way we treat, but, uh, but just understand that these are larger patterns that happen throughout the body that we can understand. And hopefully, right, this can get us into some more, once the patient's ready, get them into more kind of functional movement patterns. Maybe we incorporate some of Yonda's DNS kind of stuff um, that's been shown to be pretty beneficial for the right reasons for the right movement patterns and kind of down-regulating a little bit these tonic muscles and up-regulating the phasic to provide an appropriate balance for the body. Alright y'all, so again just wanted to provide that little bit of insight mindset shift, tonic and phasic and sometimes right even if there's an area, a region in the body, right like the upper extremities or lower extremities that are super uh, tonic dominant but it's pretty high irritability and we want to downregulate that. Potentially, right, there's some evidence out there for upregulating the phasic muscle group of the opposite, whether it's the upper extremity or lower. So if I've got a ton of lower extremity kind of tonic activation, right, maybe I can activate my phasic muscles of the upper extremity. And because these work in neurological balance with each other in theory, I should be able to kind of have a better outcome to still down-regulate a little bit of those tonic muscles. Now, do we want you guys spending tons of time be like, oh, we have to, like, down-regulate this and up-regulate this and then, like, triple-quadruple, like, down-regulate those because those are gnarly right there. Eh, maybe, maybe not, right? It's always about what's the patient's biggest impairment, the low-hanging fruit, and then can they get it or not, right? Um, but hopefully this provides a little bit more of a tool, more of a perspective to see what you can do with it. All right, y'all. Keep it real, keep working hard out there. Simply, not easy.